third story of polonia seven stories from contemporary japanese writers translated by torao taketomo this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by abai in september two thousand fourteen the pier by mori ogai the pier is long long the rails of four railroads cut straight and obliquely the beams of the iron bridge on which the long and short cross-beams are like the bars of a xylophone on which children play through the cracks of the cross-beams that almost catch the heels of shoes and wooden clogs here and there the black waves are shown reflected on the white flashes of sunshine the sky has cleared into a deep blue on the inside of the train where she was sitting with her husband starting to-day she did not think the wind was blowing when leaving the jinrikisha in which she rode from the station of yokohama and standing on this pier she found that the wind of the fifth of march was still blowing as if to bite the skin fluttering the skirts of the azuma coat it is the azuma coat in silver grey which she loosely wears on her body that carries the child of her husband who is starting to-day this day which is not far from the month of confinement she came with her hair in sokuhatsu her boa is of white ostrich holding the light green umbrella with tassels she walks along surrounded by four or five maid-servants the pier is long long the big ships are anchoring on the right and the left of the pier some are painted in black some in white the anchored ships are making a fence for the wind every time she leaves the place where there are ships a gust of wind blows and flutters the skirts of her azuma coat two years ago immediately after he was graduated from the university of literature the count her husband had married her it was during the previous year that she gave birth to her first child a princess like a jewel at the end of the year the husband became a master of ceremonies at the court and now he is starting to london charged with his official duty in his newly made grey overcoat flinging the cane with crooked handle her husband is walking rapidly along the pier the viscount who is going with him and whose height is taller by a head than his also walks rapidly beside him clad in a suit of similar colour the french ship on which her husband is about to go abroad is anchoring at the extreme end of the right side of the pier a stool like that which is used to repair the wires of a trolley is stationed on the pier and from it a gangplank is laid across to the bulwark while walking slowly she sees her husband and the viscount his companion crossing the gangplank and entering the ship the group of people looking after them are standing here and there on the pier almost all of them are those who came to bid adieu to her husband and the viscount perhaps there are no other passengers on this ship about to sail who are so important and are looked at by so many people 
some of them are going to the foot of the stool on which the gangplank is laid and stop there to wait for their companions some of them are standing at the place a bit before the stool where the blocks and ropes are laid down among these people there must be some who are intimately known to her husband and some who know him but slightly but standing under this clear sky they all seem dejected or is it only her fancy the pier is long long following slowly after them unconsciously she looks off to her right where there were many round windows on the side of the ship the faces and chests of women are seen from one of those round windows three of them are from thirty to forty years of age all with white aprons on their chests they must be the waitresses of the ship supposing them to be the waitresses who wait on the passengers of the ship on which her husband is on board she feels envious of even those humble women there is also a woman at the bulwark looking down on the pier who wears a big bonnet with white cloth and carries a small leather bag in her hand two big eyes as if painted with shadows are shining on her wrinkled face above the large nose like a hook she looks like a jewess she also must be a traveller who is going on this ship she is also envious of her the pier is long long at last she arrives at the foot of the gangplank cautiously she carries her body which has the second infant of her husband under the azuma coat and descends on the deck of the big black painted ship she hands the umbrella to a maid-servant led by the people who have come to say farewell and were already on board she goes back along the bulwark toward the prow there are rooms for passengers at the end of the way the numbers of which increase from twenty-seven to twenty-nine the viscount is standing at the entrance and addresses her this is the room madam peeping into the room she finds two beds under which the familiar packages and trunks are deposited her husband is standing before one of the beds look it through madam it is like this this is the room she must look through it carefully during the long long voyage of her husband this is the room where her dreams must come and go a man who looks like the captain comes and addressing her husband in french guides him to the saloon of the ship she follows her husband and the viscount and enters the room this is a spacious and beautiful saloon several tables are arranged each bearing a flower basket gradually the people who came to say farewell gather into the room by the order of this man who looks like the captain a waiter brings forth many cups in the shape of morning glories and pouring champagne into them he distributes them among the people another waiter brings cakes like those which are brought with ice cream piled on a plate in the form of the well crib and distributes them among the people the people who received the cups go one after another and stand before her husband and the viscount wishing them a happy voyage and drink from the cups 
sitting on a small chair beside the table she is waiting for the time when the congratulations are at the end during his busy moments now and then her husband lifts his eyes to her however there is no more to be said to her before many people also there is no more to be said to him before many people the bell rings having bidden farewell to her husband and to the viscount the people are going out one after another she also follows them saluting her husband and the viscount again crossing the dangerous gangplank she descends to the pier she received the light green umbrella from the hand of her maidservant and raises it her husband and the viscount are standing on the bulwark looking in her direction she is looking up at them from under her umbrella she feels that her eyes as she looks up are growing gradually larger and larger again the bell rings a few french sailors begin to untie the rope from the gangplank a japanese laborer in hanten is standing on the stool like that which is used in repairing the trolley preparing to draw down the gangplank hanging on the rope of the wheel pulled by the man in hanten the gangplank at last leaves the bulwark the noon gun of the city of yokohama resounds with this as a signal the ship from the hold of which for some time a noise has been issuing silently begins to move the elderly europeans who seem to be a married couple are standing at the bulwark they are talking about something of a jolly nature with a white-haired old man who is standing on the pier with one of his feet placed on an apparatus to roll the ropes which looks like a big bobbin they do not seem to regret the parting it looks as if the ship is moving it looks as if the pier is moving there seems to be the distance of a parallax between the place where her husband and the viscount are standing and the place where she is standing she feels her eyes growing larger and larger some of the people who are looking after them are running to the end of the pier she cannot do such an immodest thing suddenly something white waves at the bulwark it was a handkerchief waved by the hand of a woman who wears a big bonnet decorated with a white cloth a tall man stands at the end of the pier in red waistcoat and tan shoes a white handkerchief waves also from the hand of this man this also must be a parting in human life these two persons set the fashion and the handkerchiefs are waved here and there white things are waving also from the people who are looking after the group surrounding the count she also grasps the batiste handkerchief which she has brought in her sleeve but she cannot do such an immodest thing when the ship seemed to have left the pier it turned its prow a bit to the right the place where her husband and the viscount were standing has disappeared at last still she can see a boy about fifteen or sixteen standing at the stern in a blue cold-looking garment like a blouse what mother is waiting for him in france or has he no parents what is he looking at standing by the rail at the stern slowly she turned her feet and walked among the maid-servants surrounding her 
the pier is long long at the place where the black painted ship was anchored until a short time ago the water is glittering like the scales of fish as the small ripples are reflecting the pale sunshine end of the third story